Welcome back to Headline Monday. This is the Stuttering Sports Podcast, and I'm your host, Spencer. And today is a big episode because a lot, a lot of NFL playoff picture movement happened. So, well, without further ado, let's 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 start off with the NFC and talk about one of the biggest upsets I've seen this year, and that is Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles taking down the one seed. New Orleans Saints, 24-21. Yes, Jalen Hurts and Doug Peterson did it. Jalen Hurts threw for seven, I mean, excuse me. Jalen Hurts threw for 167 yards, one touchdown, and ran for 106 yards. This Eagles offense looked revitalized. This, this, this entire Eagles team just got a shockwave sent through them. They actually seem like they want to play football now. They held the Saints. They forced turnovers. They held Kamara to only 50 rushing yards. This Eagles team, this, this Eagles offense, you know, something that kind of just seemed like, oh, this is just Doug Peterson kind of just reaching to save his job, just put in Jalen Hurts and hope for the best. Well, the best happened. They were up 17-0 at halftime and held on to the lead. And, you know, possibly the biggest thing that happened for the Eagles is they relied on the rushing game. We got Miles Sanders, 8.2 yards per carry and two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, as, as I previously mentioned, 106 rushing yards, 6 yards per carry. This Eagles team... Looked really good. They only had one turnover. They still won the turnover battle. They only punted it three times. <laughs> it, like them, them going four for 13 on third down is not a very positive sign, but playing one of the best defenses in the NFL, they did a damn good job because they won. Jalen Hurts had this offense looking legit. Now, what does this mean for the playoff picture? New Orleans has fallen out of the one seed, and the Green Bay Packers, with with their win over Detroit, have advanced to the one seed. And Philly, they are still alive in the playoff picture, I think. But you know, with Washington moving on to six and seven, they're seemingly not going to make it. But we'll we'll talk about the NFC East here in a moment. But yeah. We had the Philadelphia Eagles take down the New Orleans Saints. Jalen Hurts looked really good. He looked very good. Some of the throws he 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 was making looked good, but the biggest thing that this offense had was just him being mobile and him being able to just to like to to like simply extend plays and run around and get big rushes. That just expanded the offense so much. I, I just I just the ability to extend plays when you are a quarterback cannot be understated and Jalen Hurts seemingly has that ability because he just did it against one of the best defenses in the NFL Miles Sanders incredible day for him I, I've been saying for the past two weeks now just give the ball to Miles Sanders use the rushing game but I guess with Carson Wentz you couldn't really do that now now with Jalen Hurts I guess now you can do that. And Miles Sanders looked great. This entire Eagles team looked great. Taysom Hill did not have a very great game. 28 for 38, 291 yards, two TDs, and one pick. It does kind of beg the question, is Taysom Hill mania kind of a fluke? 
because after the first two weeks, I was very high on Taysom Hill. Then, you know, last week he had a bit of a dud game. That's like, you know, like that's all right. That's only your third start. And in your fourth start, you're playing yet another kind of bad defense. And, you know, you don't go out there and you have a pretty bad performance. I'm not going to lie. You lost to a rookie quarterback. But, yeah, how this game was won was the Eagles rushed the ball for 246 yards total. That is how they won, and that's how they can continue to win games because Philly, they are not out of it. They play the Cardinals, the Cowboys, then Washington. They're playing two, two, two playoff teams and the Cowboys. But hey, I mean, Philly's technically not out of it, so they can they they can still make it. And the way they can make it is by running the ball. Moving on to some more movement. At the number one seed, let's move on. I mean, let's hop on over to the AFC, where the Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Buffalo Bills 26-15, dropping to 11-2, dropping to the number two seed, which, which led to Kansas City taking the one seed. The Steelers were out of this game from the beginning, it seemed like. Pittsburgh only had one good offensive drive that was like, oh shit, they're actually driving down the field. Pittsburgh only had one of those drives. And when you're trying to win a game against another great team, you simply can't do that. <laughs> like, you you quite simply cannot. Now, I predicted that Josh Allen would have a, a phenomenal performance. I predicted that Singletary and Beasley would do the same. I did not think that Stephon Diggs would go out there and get 10 catches, 13 yards, and a touchdown. Because I figured... I figured Pittsburgh would try to be doubling him more because they know it's Stephon Diggs, but you know, put, but you know, Pittsburgh's defense out there did not. Pittsburgh's defense during that second half did not look very good in the pass cup. And the pass coverage department with um yeah, with the Bills in that first drive just driving down the field. But I do think that it is worth noting that the Steelers injury report today is going to be a bitch as Pittsburgh did not have a reserve offensive lineman by like the third quarter and uh big <laughs> and like we have four hurt inside linebackers I'm not saying that as the excuse because I think Buffalo did play a phenomenal game and there's no excuse for allowing Stephon Diggs that much when you know he's one of the best receivers right now but uh, yeah Pittsburgh Pittsburgh as a team right now, they have clinched a playoff spot. They have clinched a playoff spot. So really, you have a month to figure it out. You have a month to get guys healthy and back into the games and shit. Because, because right now, defensively, Pittsburgh still looked good last night. Defensively, Pittsburgh, they only allowed 19 points on the defense versus an MVP candidate in Josh Allen. Pittsburgh still, with all the injuries, did look good. But on the offensive side of things, Pitts, uh, the uh, Steelers' scheme, it frustrates me because it makes no sense. It's either Big Ben throwing a 30-yard deep ball to someone who's not open at all, or it's three-yard checkdowns with like no with like no potential to be a big play. Like, Pittsburgh... If Pittsburgh wants to be a success, a successful offense, they need to find that middle ground between these little three-yard short routes 
or these 30-yard deep balls to people who are not open. So Pittsburgh needs to find that middle ground. You know, run post routes. Do, I know, do some longer slants. Have 10, 15, 20-yard plays. And Pittsburgh just doesn't have that right now. Deontay Johnson started off the game dropping two balls like that. Ebron. I think it was Ebron. Yeah, Eric Ebron dropped another ball this game. Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's passing game was the thing keeping them alive. And Big Ben threw two picks and only 187 yards. It it was not a promising performance. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh did have a bunch of injury problems. And hey, props, props, props to the Bills for being able to recognize. Well, hey, Pittsburgh has a bunch of has a bunch of reserves in right now. Let's just blitz the hell out of them and force Ben to to like throw it under pressure. I think that's how you beat the Steelers' offense: is you blitz the hell out of them. And you make Ben throw under pressure, and he's bound to make mistakes. We saw it. Two picks. 21-437 as the Steelers' rushing game. Still not a threat. James Conner, 1.8 yards per carry. It's just Pitts, Pitts, Pittsburgh's offense needs a redo, as Pittsburgh's defense just needs to get healthy. That is that is the number one thing for Pittsburgh's defense right now. But the Bills currently sit at the three seed Pittsburgh will definitely lose another game so I think the Bills will eventually climb to that number two seed assuming they win and yeah I like the Bills looked very good Stefan Diggs looked incredible but Pittsburgh's injury report on the defensive side is gonna be insane and Pittsburgh's offense just it needs I don't know who the offensive coordinator is I forgot his name Finkner Randy Finkner but uh yeah he needs he needs to do something because this scheme it is not working one bit, not at all. Moving on to some more playoff talk. Let's just stay in the AFC here. We saw the Colts show off and drop 44 points against the Raiders to win 44 to 27 to remain the number. Wait. Actually, no, they they actually they actually they actually jumped to the number six seed because Miami lost. We'll talk about the Miami Chiefs game here in a moment. But but the Colts offense here recently looking pretty good. The Colts offense. 44, 26, 26, 34, 34. They are scoring points. They are scoring points, and their defense is doing an okay job here recently. It's just Phillip Rivers, 19 for 28, two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor stole the show, though. 7.5 yards per carry and two touchdowns. I'm glad I played him. I'm glad I played him in fantasy because that was incredible. He busted open for so many big runs. And well, it's the reasoning why the Raiders fired their defensive coordinator this morning, which is a very bold decision when you sit at seven and six and still in the playoff hunt. And you're just firing your defensive coordinator. I don't know who the interim coordinator is, but I will say though, if they did plan on, you know, giving him a shot, you know, seeing if he could potentially take over next season as the defensive coordinator, then do you know what? Fair enough. But if you're just firing your defensive coordinator when you're still in the playoff hunt, that's a very, very, very bold decision that I just think is kind of stupid. But yeah, the Raiders have been exposing themselves recently. They have not played well. They lost by a bajillion points to the Falcons a week after just barely losing to the Chiefs. They looked really good against the Chiefs, but they still lost. They lost by 37 to the Falcons. 
they were one Hail Mary, one stupid play call from beating, I mean, excuse me, from losing to the Jets, and then they get 44 scored on them against the Colts. And uh, yeah, this Raiders team, they simply exposed themselves. Derek Carr, two interceptions. Josh Jacobs, there is some pregame thing where he said he wasn't playing and then he was playing. I don't really know what's happening there. I just assumed he wasn't playing until I started watching the game. 3.8 yards per carry there. It was not a promising day. If you are a Las Vegas fan, they, they now sit at the number nine seed. We are awaiting on the Baltimore results, obviously. But yeah, let's move on and stay within the N. I mean, excuse me, and stay within the AFC, as the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, beat the Miami Dolphins. Um, where is it at? 33-27. And I must say, the 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 absolute scariest thing about this game was that Patrick Mahomes had thrown three interceptions, and the Chiefs are up by like 20. So. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, seemingly the way I thought that, it's like the way I thought you you beat the Chiefs was to force turnovers. Well, the Dolphins were forcing turnovers very very early, and then in the third quarter, the the Chiefs are up by twenty plus, and Mahomes had threw three picks. That is ex- that is that's frightening. That is frightening, and that's why the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, they're the best team in the NFL. I I don't see how they're not. They are incredible. Their ability, Ty- Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill yesterday, incredible performance. But the thing that just shocks me the most is they turned the ball over, I believe, four times. Four times they turned the ball over, three interceptions and one fumble. And they scored 33 points. Now the Dolphins, they almost came back. The Dolphins defense, they are incredible. They are a turnover machine, and they proved that yesterday. But 33 points, and you've turned the ball over four times. This this Chiefs team, I don't know how you beat them. I, I thought I knew how to beat them, but it really is just, hey, hope that you can score 40 points. Because that's what the Raiders did, and they won the game, and no one else has scored, and no one else has scored 40 against the Chiefs since. So yeah, the Dolphins, the Dolphins gave a valiant effort. Their defense did play very well despite giving up 33 points. Um, it just got to a point where there's really nothing that you can do. A Tua, Tua, Tua had an alright game for Tua standards. He had 316 yards, two touchdowns, and one pick. It was obvious that uh, Miles Gaskin was not in for this game. He got put to the COVID list um, the day before. Yet, yep, that's right. He got put on it Saturday afternoon, so that was tough for the uh, Dolphins as they had to utilize DeAndre Washington, who did not have a very good game. But yeah, this 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 Chiefs team they now sit at the number one seed. The Dolphins team now sits at the number seven seed. I'd love to see uh, the Steelers play the Dolphins. That would be a very fun game to watch to me. Just two of the best defenses just going at it versus inconsistent offenses. That sounds like a pretty good game. Yeah, I'd be down to watch that. But yeah, the Chiefs, they are currently 12-1. They do play the Saints next week. The Saints looking for a bounce-back game. That's huge. But yeah, I think the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. Like, 
if if I had to bet on it right now to who's gonna win the Super Bowl, I'd be a fool not to choose Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs because I mean they proved it again yesterday. They can turn the ball over four times and score 33 points against a top defense, against like a top five, top seven defense. So yeah, (laughs) that is extremely scary. Moving on though, let's bounce back to the NFC. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated the Minnesota Vikings yesterday and really wasn't much of a surprise there. But, but now the Buccaneers do sit at the sixth seed and they now have some cushion as the sixth seed as they are eight and five and Arizona is seven and six. We'll, we, we will talk about the Giants-Cardinals game here next, but the Vikings versus the Buccaneers. Tampa's offense looked really good. Ronald, Ronald, Ronald Jones looked good. Brady looked very efficient. He found Scotty Miller for that one play. He found Gronk for that one play. I was, he, he, he found Gronk for that one play. I honestly forgot they had LaShawn McCoy. I was very surprised when I was kind of watching some of it and I saw LaShawn McCoy out there. That was very surprising to me. But uh, yeah, there was really no surprise here. The Vikings had been barely winning games now for a while. I mean, I get it that a win's a win, but I mean, hell, when you go to OT versus the Jags, you're in a a very tight one with the Panthers. You lose to the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, like you're pretenders. You're not gonna, you're you're not gonna go out and beat a Buccaneers team coming off off of a bye week. Tampa won 26-14. Yeah, the Vikings exposed themselves the same way that the Raiders ex- exposed themselves. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins had an alright game, but they need a top-tier quarterback if if they want to compete, and, and I don't think that Kirk Cousins is that. Dalvin Cook, though, is a top-tier running back. He had a pretty good game yesterday. But yeah, the Vikings, they are pretenders as the Buccaneers. You know, they're still... They 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 may be underwhelming this year, but hey, they're they're still in it. Brady threw it to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different guys. Eight different guys caught a ball from from Tom Brady this game. And that's big to me. His ability to just spread out the offense. And while well, they won the game, something that's fascinating now that I'm looking at it is that the Vikings dominated the time of possession. Their their time of possession was 39 minutes and 3 seconds, opposed to Tampa's 20 minutes and 57 seconds, and they lost, and they lost pretty handedly. Like, the scoreboard says 12 points, but it wasn't really a competition. It was, <laughs> that's, that is very surprising now that I'm seeing that. Damn, that's actually kind of insane. Yeah, the Vikings now sit at six and seven they now sit outside of the playoff race they are tied with chicago now chicago picked up a huge win versus the texans they beat the living hell out of the texans and (laughs) i'm surprised mitchell trubisky 267 yards and three touchdowns and now mitchell's still not a franchise quarterback but he had a phenomenal game I get that the Texans defense is very bad, but hell, he had a great game. David Montgomery, 10 yards per carry, one touchdown. He had that one very long run, very similar to Miles Sanders, 
Then you look at the Texans side of things. Well, they're running the ball at Greg Howell Jr. and throwing it to Chad Hansen. <laughs> I don't think Deshaun Watson has very much help here, you know? I, I don't know what the Texans plan on doing this offseason because they can't do much. But they need to bring Deshaun Watson in into the front office and say, hey, how can we help you? Because we've done a horrible job. We, we have done such a horrendous job. How can we help you? Because they're out here losing 36 to 7 to the Bears. I didn't think the Bears would, would score 30 points. I didn't think they would score 30 plus after the Lions game. I kind of figured that was just a one and done thing. Because they've only scored 30 twice this season. Now you're getting shit on by the Bears. Things are not looking good. Things are not looking good down in Houston. But you know what? Let's move on. Let's move on to some NFC East talk. The Cardinals are now in the playoffs. Now at the seventh seed as they took down the Giants on at 1 o'clock yesterday. And now the Giants are on the outside looking in of the playoffs, sitting at 5-8. and eight. Yeah, I predicted the Giants to win because I thought their defense would force turnovers. They did not force turnovers, and Daniel Jones did not look good. I, after watching the Giants Seahawks game, I really thought this. I really thought this Giants team was gonna be good, but they looked bad on offense. Three for twelve on third downs. Three fumbles lost. Daniel Jones only threw the ball 21 times for 127 yards. Wayne Gallman, 4.8 yards yards per carry. This team did not look good on offense. It 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 looked quite bad. And and I do really like James I do really like James Bradbury this season, but DeAndre Hopkins went out there and had 9 catches, 136 yards. Like I really thought that this Giants team could pull it out, but they could not. And the Giants now sit as, as I don't know what seed, but they're on the outside looking in of the playoffs. And let's talk about Washington. Washington yesterday, I said it during the predictions podcast, that game was going to be a horrible game of football to watch. And that's exactly what it was because I did watch a good portion of that game. And it was god awful to watch. But, but Washington did win 23-15 to as well. Washington had two defensive touchdowns, and if that's not the Washington football team, then I don't know what the hell is. Because two defensive touchdowns, they the Washington does not have a good offense. They they rely a lot on their defense, and it's working right now. They're on, I believe, a four-game winning streak. They are killing it. But their defense, two turnovers, two touchdowns. One was a fumble return touchdown. I forgot what the other one was. It may, it may, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. That was that pick six that Nick Mullins and that guy were just not on the same page one bit. But Washington with two defensive touchdowns. We did we did see Alex Smith get a leg injury. It's not bad at all. I believe that I believe that it was a calf injury. It's minor. It's not major. Thank God for that. That would be fucking terrible. But yeah, yeah, Washington, they now sit at six and seven. They now sit inside of the playoffs. If the playoffs ended today, they would play Seattle. And guess who they're playing next week? They're playing Seattle. That's very interesting. 
that <laughs> that is extremely extremely interesting to me so we get to see what washington can do against russell wilson i'm actually very excited for that game now but yeah washington's defense they are the clear favorite to win the nfc east now i had the giants before but i was just wrong on that but yeah if washington can go eight and eight this season i'll give them all the credit in the world for finishing off the season six and one that's scary to see in the playoffs that's very scary if 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 they can beat seattle next week they are a scary team to play when when it when it comes playoff time because of how good that that front seven is so hey respect to washington you're in the playoffs now and the giants that game was just not good the giants i got a little high on them um I mean, quite frankly, I get you can't really bench Daniel Jones for Colt McCoy because that's just, I don't know. That just doesn't sit right with me. But, well, they might have to do that if if, if they'd like to win. So, uh, yeah, not promising at all there, not one bit. But, yeah, as the playoff picture sits now, we have a huge game tonight on Monday night. Very excited for it. Browns-Ravens. I I do still stand by my prediction of I have the Ravens winning. In a very similar fashion to the way that they beat the Colts. Just a kind of ugly game, but their defense pulls through. So, uh, yeah, that does it with the NFL. Let's move on to some NBA preseason talk. Because we've had some performances from, from these rookies that I'd like to talk about. First and foremost, though, before I get to the rookies, I would like to talk about the the Houston Rockets real quick. I'm not talking about James Harden. I'm talking about John Wall and Bookie Cousins, who in their preseason debut together looked very good. John Wall has not lost a step. Boogie Cousins may have lost a tiny step, but he's still looking very, very good. I, and yeah, let's move on to the rookies now, though. We had Obi Toppin have a great game with 11 points, 4 for 9 shooting, and 7 rebounds. LaMelo Ball, despite having 0 points, had a great game because I think those 10 rebounds and those 4 great assists, they're a great sign of what to come because I think that his scoring can be fixed. And I don't... I shouldn't even be saying fixed because it's one preseason game, but his scoring will be okay. What is very promising to me, 10 rebounds, and I think it was 17 minutes. That's extremely promising. And he had those four really cool passes that show his playmaking ability and, and uh, the higher level. Granted, granted, it is not the regular season. It's not the highest level, but he's still playing versus other pro players. So he's done a good job. We did see Isaac Okoro, fifth overall pick for the Cavaliers, have 18 points, 6 for 9 shooting, 50% from the 3, and 3 steals. The Cavaliers, they are cursed forever unless they have LeBron James, and I don't really know it's, and I don't really know how to feel about Darius Garland, but it does seem like this Okoro guy's got it, and I do like Colin Sexton a good bit. I like their front court with Kevin Love and Andre Drummond. I don't think the Cavs are going to make the playoffs. I think it's going to be quite the opposite. But I like I like this Okoro kid. I'm a fan of Colin Sexton. And I, I, I hope the best for him. The number one overall pick 
Anthony Edwards, though, five points, two for nine shooting, four rebounds, and three turnovers. I do think there should be a disclaimer that I should say right now. I should have said it like two minutes ago, but these are preseason games. This is only their first preseason game, so does it matter? Not one bit. It doesn't fucking matter. I wish I could have... I wish that there could have been Summer League this season, but, you know, there was a whole pandemic going on, and we actually basically got a Summer League with the bubble. So that's... So, yeah, you know, that was pretty cool. But, yeah, you know, we had Devin Vassell for the Spurs. It looks like they got a pretty good one there. Hopefully the Spurs can keep DeJounte Murray. I'd love to see them keep DeJounte Murray and, and have Devin Vassell. But uh, it depends how much money Murray wants, and I don't know if the Spurs are willing to pay that. So maybe Vassell is the future replacement. He had 12 points, 6 boards, and 3 steals. He looked good. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for me. Actually, one more. Patrick Williams, pick number 4. It was a bit of a reach for the Bulls, but he had 12 points, 5 for 9 shooting, and 3 boards. And on defense, he looked all right. So yeah, that's going to do it for me today. If you enjoyed this headline Monday, share it with your friends. If not, share it with your friends. Um, Yeah, follow me on Twitter at StutteringProds. That's Stuttering, P-R-O-D-S, and Instagram at StutteringSportGuy. So uh, yeah, very big week for the playoffs. We have a very big game tonight. I'm very excited to watch it. I hope y'all are excited to hear what I have to say either Wednesday or Thursday. I might push Newsline Thursday to Newsline Wednesday, so there's not that two-day gap. I might do that. I guess we'll find out on Wednesday. I don't know. Let's see. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed and have a great day.